welcome to Straight From The Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I'm Eric Radishell, hosting the show with my good friend, Bryce Olden. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? We are back in the building for episode 25. Man, it's been a long week. A lot of sports has happened, a lot of dominance uh, action from a lot of players out there. And I'd like to give a shout out to all of those guys. So the song of the week, honestly, it is a weird choice. So I want people to give me, I have a, a wide ranging taste. But uh, shout out to Dua Lipa, a pop artist. She's been killing it these last couple years. But she just came out with a song called Levitating, featuring uh, DaBaby. It's the remix version. She has like three versions of the song. One version has Madonna and Missy Elliott on it for crying out loud. But I'm talking about the version featuring DaBaby. DaBaby's been killing it this whole year. He was killing it last year. So Dua Lipa featuring DaBaby. It's called Levitating Remix. Check it out. It's a dope song. But let's get into it. All right, so, of course, back into the sports where we will start with, as always, the NBA. Um, let, let me be clear here. It's not looking good for the Heat at all. Nope. Which I know everybody knows that, but the reason I say it that way is just because I feel like some people expected more. At least I know I did. And they lost by 18 points in their first game and then 10 points which I don't even know if that's really progression. The Lakers were just... If you watched that game, it wasn't necessarily like it was a tough game. You just... Those Heat fans praying that maybe they would get within, you know, single digits, and of course that didn't happen. So now they're down 2-0, which I understand that we have this whole East-West thing, but I still think it comes to show that they were tw- they were ten- they were were 12-3 up until that point in the playoffs, which is per- which is an incredible record. They swept the first round, one loss in the second, uh, two losses in the third, and now they've, um, well, two in the fourth so and they they haven't won a game it's not looking good as they have their injury now they have injuries on their plates they have the lakers who are playing well their team is just stacked well and they're playing well they're playing a lot better than i anticipated especially from the shooting game and now out of bio has a neck strain and a shoulder problem and and Dragic is also out with a plantar tear in his foot bryce what what if you're the if you're the heat what do you tell what do you tell yourselves as a heat as a heat player well, well, it's the NBA Finals, so I mean, this is this is it. Uh, you only you you don't really have time to even like worry or cry about that because you're you're in the midst of it. You're two games away from possibly getting swept or just losing overall. So if if you're Miami, the only thing you can do is just tell your team, look, we need every single person on the court to be present and to contribute. You can't just be on the court. And, you know, because we had to make up for the, the, the huge, you know, the huge uh, stuff that they bring, whether it's Dragons on the offensive end or out of bio on the defensive end. You're missing both of those guys. So everybody who comes into the court who we play has to give us something. You know what I mean? So you can't be out there like Duncan Robinson or Derrick Jones Jr. You just out there hustling. You know what I mean? You just, yeah, you just, absolutely. you just, you just, you just clicking your steps. You know what I mean? You just, you just, you you try to see how how far you walked on the court. Right. Like, nah, we're not trying to track that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be a plus on the court. You cannot be just out there. So if I'm here exposed, I'm telling my team, look, y'all, we still in it. It's not a, you know, it's not the first, not the race to a two game, you know, first team to two wins. It's the first team to four games. You know, let's just take, you got to take it one game at a time. Well, game in three, but shit, they definitely ain't looking good. And I picked them to lose, so it's not like I'm surprised. Uh, I just thought Miami would put up a bigger fight, but let's not. Even though Dragic and Adebayo are out, let's let's not get it twisted. They were both there when the Lakers went on that monstrous run in game one. So let's not act like they were out. 
Right, and, and the only reason that they did so well is because Kelly Olenek went off and, and had 24 points, okay? If Kelly Olenek scored 24 points as your second scorer, I mean, that's because their their team is... Kendrick Nunn is back. He's performing well again. Um, he had 13 points. He had 18 the first game, 13 the second. Jimmy Butler's getting his 25 a game, which is what we needed. Um, but the thing is, is the reason I picked them to win in seven games is because I understand that they would struggle, but the thing is, is... Every single guy, the reason Jimmy Butler didn't need to score 25 points is because every guy on the court was getting 10 to 15 points, which is a big deal. Because if you have eight, if you have your top seven guys getting 10 points apiece, that's 70 points. And then you got guys, you know, hitting, you know, getting 15 points, puts you at 75. Jimmy Butler maybe getting 20, that puts you at 95. You know, some guys on the bench getting their, you know, a couple points here and there, and you're over 100. So you're, you're playing well. And the Heat aren't necessarily losing. They're, they're, they had 114 points last game which is their average was better than their 98 in the first game but the lakers played a lot better and, and had 24 lake um lebron had 34 and D- davis 32 or maybe i got that mixed up uh, lebron had 33 and anthony davis had 32 so i mean they're obviously both playing well and they, they didn't hit you know 11 threes like last time but the defense is what is becoming the factor right now and also the fact that miami is hurt out is good for at least 15 to 20 points which was not there Tyler here had a good game. Olenek played well. But, again, when you, you're getting nine from Duncan Robinson, who usually gives you at least 14, 15 a game, but they are locking him up for a guy who plays 21 minutes and doesn't have the greatest defense, which I think is a big thing. We, we were talking about that the other day, Bryce, about, to me, Duncan Robinson needs to become, to me, like Kyle Korver. He's a great player, and he shoots the ball very well. I don't doubt that. But he shot 28% last night, which, I mean, he's letting it fly, you know. But... He is like Kyle Korver to me now. Look, in the, look, he's a great player. You know, he'll hit some threes. You can play him in the regular season. But when it comes to playoffs, you got to shorten his minutes to me because as great of a shooter as he is, we need guys to get stops on defense. Because if, if he's not Stephen Curry, which he's not, he shoots the ball well, but he can't dribble like that. He becomes a liability to me more than he helps. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, if I'm... Eric Spolstra may have to make a decision extremely soon about what he's going to do. Um, he may have to re- he may have to bring Duncan Robinson off the bench and go ahead and start Tyler Hero. Like his he may have to go with Nunn, Hero, Crowder, Olenek. Well, well, the the lineup that he started with I'm sorry, Bryce uh, was, was Hero at point, Duncan at the shooting guard. Um, he did start Jimmy, Hero. He did start Hero. That's right. Right. But but the thing is is and, and Duncan Robinson besides Myers Leonard who played nine minutes, Duncan Robinson was number two, for, um for for minutes he only had twenty one minutes. I mean Andre Udall had twenty five, Kendrick Nunn had twenty nine. But I think you got to take it a little bit more than that, more than twenty. Take it smaller than twenty one minutes, because Derrick Jones Jr. didn't play. And I think he's a great defender. I think he I think he's under under uh, looked for as a great defender that he is. Just, yeah, but defending but who I, though? Well, as a shooting guard defending, you know, Contavious or Rondo. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, in that that's aspect. Not, that's not going to change the series. That's not no, going to do not. anything. But, that's, but, that's not going to do anything. I know, but if but he he can guard a bigger guy if he gets switched on to. If you switch on Duncan Robinson, I don't care who he's guarding, Duncan Robinson is, is going to get destroyed by whoever he's guarding. Derrick Jones Jr. at least has a chance to, to slow it down enough time for help defense to come out. For something like that, he's he's been known as a good defender. They they use him a lot in the Celtics and the Bucks series as a defender for a few minutes. The problem is he's he's bad offensively. 
So either you have to increase somebody else's minutes, because Olenek played 37 minutes. Okay, Crowder only played 28. You can maybe up Crowder's minutes. Yeah. Jimmy Butler like played... Yeah, so maybe give him like 32 minutes. Um, Jimmy Butler played 44 and Tyler Hero played 42. Olenek 37 and Kendrick Nunn 29, Andre Iguodala 25. So there's not a lot of time in there to really allocate, but Myers Leonard only played nine minutes, and he's your big man. So I don't know who you put in for Duncan Robinson that can also score the ball. Maybe you have to like put Olenek in there. Or Iguodala. Kend- yeah, or, or Kendrick Nunn, a guy that a guy that's a li- well Iguodala defensively. It's not the ideal lineup, but right now you're down 2-0 in the finals. And you're not looking like you're going to win game three. I would just put Iguodala in at shooting guard and say, look, we're doing this as a defensive asset. So on the switch, and not to mention Iguodala is not a bad shooter. He's a great shooter. He's a great scorer. I mean, he only had seven points. He's older now, but we need him as the defensive asset. If Olenek's getting 24, which I don't know if that'll happen again. I doubt it. I doubt it. But Kendrick Nine can play a little bit better than 13. But if Tyler Hero gets on and Drake Crowder only had 12 points, he's usually good for 18. I mean, the, the thing is, is, I think we need to expect more from these guys because we were talking about Jimmy Bowen needs to get like 25. I think he needs to get like 30, 35. He needs to, he needs to get the 30 because 25 isn't cutting. It's not. But the thing about Jimmy Butler, and I tried to tell you this, and I tried to tell everybody else, but yet no one wanted to listen. That that whole crap he was doing, I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, I understood what you were saying, that you felt like he didn't need to do that. Because everybody else is getting involved. No, and I no. told you, when you going against this Lakers team, the, all them dudes was not going to get no double-digit figures. The Lakers, they was locking all that crap up. That was done. I told you that was going to be done. I all get them that. Dudes, no, I, all, I them was, not gonna, all dudes was not going to do all of that. I'm a Jimmy green. Butler, Jimmy green Butler. You, Jimmy Butler. No, but you said you picked the Heat in seven because you feel like all of those guys could give you all of those. And I told you, that no, was not going to happen. I think that overall was that they can score. They can at least, but they have enough guys that can score, and because I think they can outshoot the Lakers. That's all I'm saying. Right, and I, and I was saying like I felt like three of those guys was gonna get taken out of this series. Robinson. Now I wasn't expecting two of these guys to get taken out by injury, right? Out of bio and Dragic, but I knew Duncan Robinson was gonna be an afterthought. I uh, I knew Iguodala wasn't gonna get was was gonna pretty much do anything. Um, it's nice to see Kendrick Nunn get, get his get his uh, juices flowing. Tyler Hero has not impressed me at all. He was a yeah. huge negative in Game One, and he really didn't do that. He was, I really didn't see much from him in Game Two. He had seventeen points in Game Two. He was the th- he was the third scorer. Th- that's great. You lost by that, double digits. That, they, but he was never what, a factor to me. He he got a lot of garbage points. It is what it is. I'm um, just saying that's what he averages. So at least, I mean, he played his part. The problem um, to me is, I mean, there's a lot that. Look, what I'm saying is is that the reason the Lakers do well, and I'm saying it as more of a just a, a fan view rather than like an analytical view, is you want, you know, if you're a Lakers fan or if you're a basketball fan for the Lakers or any other team like me for, for the, the Bucks, you just want to see Giannis or, or LeBron. You, you want to see those guys get 30, 40 points as many as they can because it's fun to watch that. And Jimmy Butler getting 25, I'm sorry, but that's not an elite level. As, as well, I could score 25 points in an NBA game unless I shot 100, 100 threes and made a few of them. But... Jimmy Butler can't get can't get away with twenty five points. He's got to be up there putting thirty points to 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 negate LeBron putting up thirty three. Jimmy Butler puts thirty three. Boom, that's wrapped that's wrapped up, right? You know that's even. And then you got then you have um you know Davis who puts up thirty three. So you need to have two guys because I, I don't know anybody else who can score thirty three points on the Heat, but you need to find two other guys and they can compete to put up thirty three and then have your bench dominate. Because I thought the bench was going to beat the Lakers, but the Lakers bench has played very well, especially in Game One. But they're playing at enough level to compete with the Heat as they did in Game 2. 
and the injuries is just going to help because Adebayo is good for 10, 15 points. He put him in that Lakers game last night, it would have been a lot closer game. Probably the same outcome, but and Draga has obviously dropped off. Rondo and, and Contavious have done a good job of that, and so has the paint. He's not able to, He was penetrating the paint in these last couple of series, and that's not happening anymore. They, they're, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are too athletic. Kuzma's too athletic to let him shoot a floater over him. They're going to step up. They're going to play out on him, which Davis loves to do as a big man anyway. So he's not floating the ball over anybody. He's got to take shit, jump shots, which, as great as he's been, the in, without the inside presence, he looks like a just a spot-up shooter now. So, Who? Drogic. I'm saying... Well, what, what well he's it, out now, so there's not... There's I'm not just really saying, what makes, a, right what makes a guard good is the fact that when he goes inside, you have to now protect the three and the inside game, which makes guys lethal. But I'm saying with, the, with these guards that drive in, like even Hero... Davis and LeBron and Kuzma, they can all play. They they can come up because they know they have plenty of defense inside. You know, if Davis comes up and LeBron drops down or Kuzma, I mean, those guys are big, but they're also athletic. They're not just jogging around. They can jump and they all have, you know, 30, 40 inch verticals where they can, you know, if someone tries to float the ball, they're going to get a block shot. So, Hero driving in against Anthony Davis or Kuzma, it's not looking good. Um, and so they're, they're all just sitting around the three point line shooting jump shots and mid ranges, which. You know that only gets you so far, as we saw with the Celtics. So I, I just, I just, I'm still trying to figure out what made. Cause I'm, I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire because you picked the Heat. I'm still trying to figure out what made people think. I that thought the Heat, because well, to me, simply in its purest form, in its purest form, right? LeBron James, as we know him as a player, it, it don't matter really about, um, like to me. About the like the the bench for me when it comes to LeBron James, right? And he's always struggled to me when his teams is when his his immediate supporting cast. And I'm not talking to people on the bench. I'm talking right, about the right, people right, starting right, with right. gives them nothing, right? When he was with uh, the, the the Heat, if Dwayne Wade was just hurt and Bosh was just on the perimeter and his and Battier wasn't doing nothing, he was losing, right? When he's with the Cavaliers, and Kevin Love was just standing around and and, and Kyrie wasn't no longer on the team. He was losing. He, you know what I mean? Jr. had that that incident. He was losing because his immediate starting five Cavs didn't give him nothing. Anthony Davis showed that that was not going to be the case. That was not going to be a problem. He was going to be there every step of the way with LeBron. So and, and Wade, me, Wade, Wade even came out and said that he's the best number two, even above himself. Wade came out and made a statement about that. Because to me, look, because between LeBron and Anthony Davis, right off the bat, that's about 60-plus points right there. And LeBron giving you double-digit assists between two dudes, between two guys. I always, what did I tell you? The, I always told you that the Lake, the secret number, the secret number for the Lakers was 110. Now I based that off Kuzma giving you 15, but my God, he's struggling to get you that. But uh, luckily, some other guys have made up for that. But I always said the Lakers' batting number is 110. If the Lakers score 110 points, they should win the game. And with the Heat. The Heat, with Jimmy Butler being their best player, his inability to—I don't think Jimmy Butler has that in him. Look, let's, let's 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 go back here. The reason I picked the Heat is because I thought their offense had enough power to get there. That's all. That's all it was. It wasn't, and and, and you know I like to pick the underdog, which I, I'm not mad that the Lakers, and I don't think the Lakers can't win. I wasn't saying that. I wanted the Heat to win because I felt like they've had a great year. And, and I watched them play more than I watched the Lakers play because Lakers game, they were just, you know, they're beating everybody, which should be a sign to me. But 
watching how well the Heat played with with the limited cast that they have. They don't have a LeBron James or Anthony Davis kind of guy because Butler is definitely not on that list. Not so, at all. He, he's not. I don't, I don't even know if he's top ten to be honest. He's not. Yeah, he's he's not. So we can agree there. Um, is he even an All Star? Yes, he's an All Star. He's an All Star, right? He top fifteen now. He top fifteen. Right. So. Do they have another All-Star? Adebayo was an All-Star this year, right? Yeah, well, he was an All-Star. Yes, he was an All-Star. And Dragic is a former All-Star. Right. So they have they have guys that, that, you know, have done... They have enough All-Stars, according to the history, to be like, you know, they're a championship contending... They're obviously a championship contending team, and they're in the finals. I just thought that they... Look, the Adebayo injury hurt, the Dragic injury hurt. Those guys have been playing better, and I just hope that they could maybe play better against the, these bigger guys. I thought Dragic could keep up his level of play, which he has not. I thought Wait, he hasn't was... been there. He, yeah, so we have, we have, remember Dragic isn't playing, so we, you got to almost act like he's not there because he hasn't been playing. And, and game two, yes, but game one was the wor- was way worse, and Dragic yeah. wasn't game one, and that yeah, was and was. that was and they played worse in game in game one than they did in game two. Game two right. they played better, so right. that so that to me is a bigger thing of like okay, I get that he's not there, he wasn't there for game two, but in game one, um, you know, and I only played fourteen minutes. He had six points, you know, so I mean he didn't play a lot, but. You know, Hero then had 30 minutes and play, had, you know, 14 points. Duncan Robinson played 27 minutes and scored zero and only took three shots. Okay, I don't know just, why. What is he hustling. on the floor for? You just hustling. I mean, Adebayo had 21 minutes and he had eight points. He, he, I mean, he, he was two for eight. Jimmy Blow had 23. Kendrick had 18. So, I'm just saying that, there, you know, there's a lot going around where it's like, okay, you know, there's, you know, and now they're at a loss with people. So... I mean, they definitely learned from game one that they can't use, like like you said with the Bucks a long time ago, like you can't use 10 different guys. You need to find your guys and use them. Because nobody played over 33 minutes in game one, but now you had two guys who broke 40 in game two. So they're they're on to something there, but without those guys now, not knowing what Jarga could do with more time or out of bio, maybe they can improve, you know, learn in the series. I mean, as far as I'm aware, they're questionable. And even if they play, I don't know how up to great they'll be tomorrow. So, you know, that's just that's just a struggle for them. So, that series is looking like, I don't really want to say it, but it's looking like it's over right now. And, I, and I, I'm not trying to pull a Paul Pierce here, like, by, by saying that after two games. But the, we, we, we said that after 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 two games, if the Heat don't have at least one, there, there may not be a series. Because LeBron James, is he wants another ring. Davis wants his first ring. And they're both on the at the top, if not the best that they've ever really played. In the playoffs, especially as a unit, and the Lakers, despite their bad shooting, have been shooting actually really well. They're ten of seventeen last night for threes. They didn't shoot a ton, but they didn't need a ton. Anything else, Bryce? No, that's it. Jimmy Butler, you got to Jimmy Butler. I know he had a, a high for assists, but he has to be more aggressive. The effort he's given, no disrespect to him, is not good enough. Donis Haslam should not be having to give you an inspired speech in Game Two for you to know what time it is. That's all I got to say. Yeah, simple as that. Jimmy Butler needs to be a better player, and and that's how you win a championship. If he's not, they're gonna lose. And look, that would be a that that's that's just plain and simple how it is. Um, something that not now now something else that has came up though is Doc Rivers is back. Um, he's back to coaching. He is now on the Sixers. He's back, he's, back, back like he never left, huh? <laughs> right. Um. So, I'm not. This isn't anything against Ellen Brand either, but it's just interesting how like Doc Rivers looked like a sticky situation. And now the Sixers have Doc Rivers, so it's just kind of like, I, I understand that maybe that could be a good thing, and like Elton Brand maybe trying to like help this, you know, guys. The process was the thing. Like, let's be a regular team now. 
But to me, just Doc Rivers, I'm not saying he's a bad guy and he's a negative influence on the team. I'm not saying that at all. He's a great guy, great off-the-player guy, which maybe that can help the team out. But it's just it's just funny how he had a sticky situation and he's going into a sticky situation. But, Bryce, what do you think then for about Doc with the Sixers? Man, I don't know any. I, I don't. When it comes to Doc Rivers, I, he's the ultimate enigma in, in, in coaching right now to me in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to know, expect. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what his strengths are. He he hasn't. I don't know if he's he's not, he really hasn't shown to be a great defensive coach. Um, he really hasn't shown to be a great offensive coach. I'm not really sure what's gonna happen, and I don't really care how much how great of a coach he is unless he can get Ben Simmons to take a jump shot. The Sixers gonna be exactly what they were this past year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. I was I was I was telling you the other day, Bryce. Ben needs me. He needs me. <laughs> he needs <Yeah>. me. <laughs> But I mean, I don't know how much you can switch because they're between co- coaching somebody actual form and then psychologically coaching that. That's a different type of. That's a different type uh, of whisper. No, no, but they do go together. If you're not confident in your form, sometimes like I mean, it, it, they go hand in hand. But but the, it's 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 hard to it's too it's a topic for another day. How to explain that? I'll I'll explain it to you later. You know, but I, I agree with you. Doc is just there's so much. When he went to the Clippers. People had a, had an expectation of what he did with the Celtics. Like this is this is who Doc Rivers is. He got a ring. Like obviously, not every coach wins back to back. Or you know, I mean, they went to the finals twice, won one of them. Like hey, that's a good coach, you know. And so the, when they went to the Clippers, they were thinking this is the Clippers' chance to like be that team again. And 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 after that, after how how long was he on the Clippers? That, let's see, that was seven seasons. Seven seasons it was not eight, seven, seven years. So now he's got a five year deal with the Sixers. So seven seasons with let me just say multiple All Stars. Especially last year or this year, we, we thought had the best group yet. Can't even get to the conference finals. In fact, especially with how close they were this year. So I think you're right. I think Doc Rivers. We're just gonna. I think everyone's just not. No, there's no more. Hey, it's Doc Rivers. This is. Let's see what happens. There's no. I don't know if there's necessarily an expectation now. They're just like, let's see what happens. No, no, no. There's expectations. You think there's he expectations? Not, I. Yeah, he not, I don't he have not, an expectation he not a anymore. Coach. He's not a coach. I'm not. I am either. But he's not a coach. You're not bringing in Doc Rivers in to say let's just see how it goes. Like I no, would. he like he's I not one of those coaches. The Sixers, like, I think that is no. Like he like 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 he's not one like like like, he, like Steve Nash going to the Brooklyn Nets. That's an experiment. Let's just see how that works. You know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it does it. Um, but Doc Rivers, you're bringing Doc Rivers in to be better than Brett Brown. Brett Brown was good enough to get you to the playoffs. He was good enough to get you uh, to the set, the semifinal, the second round. You know, numerous times. You're bringing in Doc to get you to that next step, which is getting to the conference finals or or even an NBA finals. That's your that's so there are expectations. You're not bringing him in to do the same thing Brett Brown could have. You could have did that, no problem. You're bringing yeah, Doc good. Rivers in to 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 motivate, coach, and to to bring out the to make the Sixers a more mature team. Overall, because right now the culture is just, it's there's no accountability there. So you're hoping Doc brings that. Although we just saw there's no accountability in LA, um, so I don't know what makes them think he's gonna bring that to them. But hey, we'll see. Um, but like, like I've been saying this for a while, Doc Rivers is living off the 2008 championship. Those Celtics teams. Yeah, we, yeah we we've been saying that for for weeks now. Look, man, it, it was great, so, and there's nothing wrong with saying that you. He ain't the only one. He ain't the only one. It's a bunch of coaches across all sports who who live off the reputation of one run. John Gruden with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2002. Marvin Lewis, all those times he was in Cincinnati living off being a defensive coordinator for the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Tom Coughlin winning one of those Super Bowls with the Giants. 
It's he a bunch two, of though. He at least has two though. Yeah, but he got a, he got a bunch of empty playoff non playoff appearances in between. But that's a story for another day. Uh, I'm just saying it's a bunch of coaches yeah, in the history of sports who have lived off one run, right? With a team, you know what I'm saying? Right. And now I think as we go on, we're gonna have to start looking at some of these guys. Like, right, was it was it the players? Because they were good when you, you know, it's not like it's not like Boston fell off the face of the earth when he left their team. You know what I'm saying? In fact, they're in fact they're a better team. <laughs> right, you can argue. That, I mean, I mean, what's his name? I'm, man, I'm losing his name right now. I'm um, Steve. No, Brad Stevens. Brad, Brad Stevens is doing a great job, and they're a great team. And they're not a great team, but yeah, he's doing a good job. They went, I mean, they went to the conference finals. I'll get, I'll, and they have some all stars. I'll give them that much. Um, but you know, again, we'll we'll see what's up with Doc Rivers in in Philly this next year. I think it will be interesting just to see that. I think that'll be a big news that they'll focus on. Well, yeah, because Thomas. Tom is ticking. Also, Tom is ticking for Philadelphia, man. I know they're young. I understand that. Like, I, I and I hate being one of those guys who'd be like, "Well, they gotta win it now." They, I hate because I, I hate when analysts say that. Because I'm like, they're young. I, ben Simmons and, and B. I don't, I don't even think they're both even 25 yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's still there's still time. But to me, I'm I'm um, um, the reason why at the beginning I said I don't know what type of coach Doc Rivers is is because I don't know what he's going to bring from an X's and O standpoints for Philly, right? Right? Because if Ben Simmons still can't shoot, which we all agree he probably won't or be take able to or at least take season, the shot or at least shoot the ball, right? You're gonna have to construct a different offense. You really don't have a point guard, legitimate shooting point guard on the roster. Right, that right. Your best distributor is Ben Simmons, but if he can't shoot, you don't want the ball in his hands that much, like that, right? Right, because at least Russell Westbrook at least even takes the shot. Right, he may not be the best shooter, but he shoots it. Right, Shake Milton is your other guard, and we all saw that didn't work in the playoffs. So you're gonna have to bring in another guard. You know what I'm saying? So you may have to look to trade uh, Simmons to get more pieces. You locked into that, and you and you can, and you can. Right, people, people, people are against getting Simmons. Oh, yeah, it's a market for him now. It's a huge market for Ben. It's about 20-some teams who will offer you some pieces for him. <laughs> and he got that horrible Tobias Harris contract. If I'm Philly, I'm shopping him this offseason right now and to see if there's anybody out there dumb enough to take this contract. We've seen people take dumb contracts in the past, so we'll see if there'll be a sucker born today. But if they can get, if, if Philly can get from under that Tobias Harris contract, then that's a win. And the Al Horford contract, that's a bad one as well. Yeah. So, so so it'll be interesting to see what Doc Rivers does. On a non-sports related note, uh, Bryce, do, do you feel like I'm putting on weight? I just have to ask you right now. Um, just I don't know. I'm just looking looking at my chin right now. It looks like there's a little bit more fat on my chin than I thought. What the hell? I'm sorry. This is a sports podcast. What um, the hell? First of hold all. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just forget anybody, I said that. Everybody forget. has to know. <laughs> Anytime anybody asks you, hey, you think I'm putting on weight? The answer always is no. But but you're, you're so supposed to be no. really, you're supposed to be the no. really, you're supposed to be an no. honest critic, Bryce. The answer you, this, is this no. This is this is for your sports credibility right now. The answer as an honest is critic. no. All right, the answer well, is no. What's the well? What is the answer then for Delonte West? Let's go on to that. Um, Delonte Ooh. West. If you don't know who Delonte West is, um, he's he's an, he's a former NBA player. Um, he played. He was a guard um, for the Dallas Mavericks, for the Boston Celtics, Boston Cavaliers. Celtics Cavaliers. He, you know, he. I mean, kind of like a. I mean, he had, he had a nine-year career, um, which ended with the with with the Mavericks when he was just twenty-eight, um, and 
you know, I mean, I, I, I can't remember what is um. He earned over sixteen million dollars during his nine-year career. Okay, if let me tell you something, I want sixteen million dollars. Okay, I'm like you're not gonna see me, you know, be upset over sixteen million. I, that's I all want, he made. That's it. Yeah, he he earned over sixteen million dollars in his nine-year career. The, which I thought I would expect him more, but it's it's I not a lot. But but let me tell you something, I don't have sixteen million dollars. I can tell you that much. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but your lifestyle. If you made millions of dollars, your lifestyle would change as well. So if you change to a million-dollar lifestyle, sixteen million a lot. Which ended after his only so um, he started the first. Um, let me. I'm sorry. Let me. Let me straighten this out. So he is not homeless. Okay, Deolante West, former NBA player, and and I and I don't mean to sound sound negative, especially if you're a Delonte West fan. Or the reason the story is interesting is because this happens to a lot of athletes. He is not the first. He will not be the last athlete to say they they found photos of West begging in the streets for a show in 2016. Um, so, and he, um, so, um, Mark Cuban though, uh, because, because what comes with the streets and that money, I mean, there was drugs, he's homeless, he's begging. So there's a lot of things that happen now. Um, and he's 37 years old. So it's been nine years since he's been in the league. And as you can see now, it's, it's came crashing down on him. But Mark Cuban helped is now helped him into rehab after, I mean, he was addicted to it, so he had embalming fluids, and he'd be on the strip for years. But now Mark Cuban has got him into rehab. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how much you follow that story, Bryce. What, what, what do you what, enlighten us about what you know about the story and, um, so, and how you how you take to that? So, so the Delonte West story has been kind of been chronicled for a couple of years now, because like, like you said, you you hear about him being on the street. There'll be pictures. And then every time you hear about the, the, this, like the NBA reached out to him or trying to help him, and then the story just go away. Uh, but it's, it's good now that he is somewhere safe. You know, Mark Cuban did reunite him with his mom, and now he's you know into uh, rehab. And I know other people. I know the NBA PA reached out to him. I know Doc Rivers reached out to him. So or at least try to to assist him. But it's just unfortunate. But like you said, it also tells to there are two sides to to you know, professional sports, right? The, the glamour side, which is the, the high, right? The, uh, so to speak. I hate using that, the word ironically in this scenario, but the high right. of it. You see the money, you see the women, you see the car, you see the fame. You're like, all right, cool. But you don't see the other side, right? Which is what they're battling. We saw this happen with Lamar Odom. You know what I'm saying? Not at a homeless standpoint, we saw about how his career was derailed because of drugs, right? So and, and a lot of and a lot of guys have had that happen too. Right. So you see, so you see this, you see this happen. You know what I mean? There's just this other side to to because they're human. Guys are human too, and guys given to to vices and 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 things of that nature. And the money just kind of highlights that even more. And right. the thing, and, of, go ahead. No, you go ahead. And the thing about Delonte West that was kind of strange is because it wasn't like he was a bum on a court. Like I remember, he came. You know, he was he was he he went to St. John's when St. John's probably the last time they were even really good with Jameer Nelson, um, and he was pretty much every. I remember every every stop of the way he played, he was a quality player. He was a quality player in Cleveland. He was a quality player in Boston. He was even an okay player with us um, in, in in Dallas. So it was now that because now that you mentioned that he only played like nine years, I know that is technically an NBA or sports year. That's a long time. But for to me, I thought that was short because I'm like he was good. It wasn't like he was trash, but it just kind of sucks to see what kind of how quickly his life kind of spiraled once he left the league. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and we're, I don't want to get too much on this because this this get this gets so deep. But it, and and I and I'm including me in this. Like I said, I, I would love to have sixteen million dollars and earn that over a period of time. But I don't know again what I would do with it. You, I I couldn't say that I would be like. Well, I would be more responsible than. You know, I would invest. I mean, we don't really know what we would do with that kind of money. I mean, five, the the typical year for people to win the lottery is five years. They go broke. And a lot of guys end up, not all of them, but there's there's a lot of stories where guys end up killing themselves because of the pressure. So these guys are under a lot of pressure. And it happens with athletes. There's, I mean, over, there's, I mean, tons of athletes. I mean, we, if you've seen a concussion, you see saw how many athletes that happened with or their lives. Were, I mean, that that's a little bit more of a brain thing than money. But point is, is you can see how quickly life, athletes can become you know, here to, you know, at the top to the bottom really quick. You know, Drake has a song, you know, you start off on the bottom, but there's people that, you know, come from the top and then they drop. So, um, it, and it's, it is tragic. It's really tragic because a lot of these guys were, like you said, Delonte was a great player. He was, he was a quality player. He earned, he, he had, a, he had enough talent to earn himself on the spot of these other teams. They, they, there was a reason teams wanted to sign Delonte West. He had talent. He had skill. So it just it makes it makes me sad to see stories like this to me, just because it it, it hurts. It, yeah, you, you see these guys who have a lot, and they and, and he earned it. It's not like he just had talent and then you know walked himself into the NBA. You have to. I mean, he had to he had to work hard to get there. I guarantee that he's a father of two, by the way. And but but it looks like and I mean, as much as Mark Cuban is interesting in the news, that I mean I think that's a cool move from from Mark Cuban to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, big ups to him for, for, for stepping up. And I hope Dante gets the help that he needs. Absolutely. We will move on from that, but if you want to check out the story, um, you can just Google Delonte West. Um, it's, it's all over the news. If you want to follow that story, we'll, we'll, we, we, have, we might come back to that later. Um, so keep, keep up on that. I'm, I'm stuttering right now. Hold on. Let me, let me grab it. Okay. Now we're going to move on to baseball. And well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, before we before we uh, shift to baseball, I went. There was also another thing about basketball before we transition, but involving Scottie Pippen. Uh, I want to kind of get your thoughts on that. So, Scott, oh, so, right. so Scottie Pippen, um, Scottie Pippen has got to be the. Forgive most, me, everyone, for for missing that story. This he is has a big to story. be. He has to be the. I don't understand Scottie Pippen. Let me tell you why. <laughs> these he does, last, he, he these last, things. these last couple of years, I ain't never met one dude who said more, who talked about, who said one thing one day and one thing another day more than Scottie Pippen. I mean, one day he's LeBron's biggest fan, he's the best player he's ever seen, he's better than Michael Jordan. Better than Michael Jordan, right? He and said then, that. And then, and then in another, in another breath, he talking about uh, that LeBron James still has to prove he can lead a team to a championship. What the hell, Scottie Pippen yeah. is talking about? I have no idea. But anyway, so, since since he opened up his mouth, we got to talk about it. In the and latest, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, I'm sorry. I introduced the topic right. That, that that's how our flow goes, everyone. Just so you know. But anyway, so the latest story now is Scottie Pippen doesn't believe that the he doesn't believe in the NBA. Right? It, this this is not the NBA right now. He doesn't think that they're actually. Uh, how does he put into words? Bryce, what, what did he actually say? So, so Scottie Pippen had had a, an interview in which he stated that he felt like the NBA being in the bubble right now is not NBA basketball. He he, he equated to almost as, as pickup, a street basketball. Right. Now, now let, let let me start here. This is the bubble. Okay, so there's no. So uh, let's start with his credibility. Uh, it isn't a bubble. That's new. Okay, there's no traveling. Okay, there's no home court advantage. 
Right. There's no. Yeah, that, and then there's no. And there's no fans. And maybe some. You know, some people you'd like to see. No friends. And but there's family. So th- I mean, those are a lot of those are how would I say factors into the yeah. game. But the, but but that's first of all they were expecting that. But the, they have fans on live television. I know it's not the same, but it it gives you something to see there. And now they're letting family in. And yes, you're not traveling. You're in a bubble, but. That no one, I don't, I haven't heard anyone yet besides Scotty Pippen take any credibility away from the game right now. I, all we talked about is I understand that it's difficult. You know, Paul George suffering with depression, and you know it, it's been difficult. You know, like the fact that you're living in the same quarters with other people. But what and what way does that take away the fact that these teams still have played a long time in this bubble, at least especially these guys, and that they've earned their a spot into the championship. For, like Scottie Pippen, I, I, what I don't understand and what I, what I don't get is because yes, when he in the factors that he brought up from a factual standpoint, he's right. The traveling, the, the the going to the hostile environments, the fans, the booing, the cheering, yeah, that all plays into playoff basketball or whatever. Um, but he the being the the being in the bubble also creates its like you say its own different. Set of you know. Well, I think it's almost problems. more. I think it's almost more competitive because now it, 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 it's it's it's. I know that sounds weird, but if any of you guys ever play high school or college, middle school ball, when you play at the gym with your with friends or just pickup game, I don't know about you, but I play a whole lot better because it's just whatever, right? It's just you're just out there, you're just hooping, right? right? And then when you're on the in the game though, it's like you, now you're running plays. You know, you can't just you know shoot you know twenty threes because you seem like you're making a lot in the gym. In reality, you're like six for twenty. That's not gonna win you a game, unless you know you're. I mean, anyway. So, but and, and so now I understand there's still the NBA and these guys are pros. But to me, it feels kind of like that. There's no, there's no, there's no team. There's no home field. There's no away. You're all in the same court, and you just gotta win the game. It's kind of like a street, you know, kind of like just a just a wreck thing. I mean, obviously there's a lot more on the line, and they know see, that. But see, but, I don't but I like think that. It, I think it, I, I think I disagree. Really? Because I think yeah. it adds a lot to the game. I think it's now it's like who can just win the game. Period. Forgetting about all the other things, who can flat out get on the court and just win the game and play better? Well, okay, uh, okay, I agree with that, but it's not like because street. No, I'm not. I refuse to say what they're right. doing now is like street I, basketball. I, I, I refuse I, to even use that word. I'm not going to use that word I, my, at all. My, when, I, when I let me just let you know, when I reference that, I'm just saying it's it's not. It doesn't have all the the jazz on it that the, the NBA game would have. Is what I mean. Like I, I, I'm just saying it's more. Just a game, rather than you know, let's you know he's going into this city. You know he used to play for that team. You know the fans were doing this. Like, you know it, it's hard to win in this stadium. You know I, I'm saying just kicking that all out. I'm just saying this is fine. Let me let me say it this way. It's now just pure basketball, and than anything else. And and the thing about uh, about about this is, to me is the it's almost like I like you. I kind of agree with you in that. The bubble has pretty much evened out every team, right? right? That's why the Clippers losing is such a big deal was because they, they pretty much had everything you wanted. You didn't have to travel. All the guys were in one building. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, the scenario, albeit weird, was kind of perfect because everybody was in one spot. Your team, you could gel together. You could hang out together. Like, you didn't got to worry about all the outside distractions. Except for Lou Williams. <laughs> right. But I'm just like, to me, it, it actually makes it harder. And yeah. and, it, and and we both can agree. I don't know about you, but I, it, since the bubble has started, this is some of the best basketball I've seen. I mean, 
not the finals because it's, the, it's just the injuries that pretty much just killed the finals. But I'm just saying from a individual standpoint, I mean, we have seen dudes go, we have seen dudes go all out, whether it's Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, TJ Warren. Um, I haven't lost any interest in the NBA because of the bubble. Let me just tell you that. I haven't, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I still, I, I pay for sling and league pass. You know, I pay, you know, these subscriptions on my TV so I can watch the game. That's it. That's that, I mean, I pay money because, well, not anymore. It's on ABC. But the other stuff, I, you know, I wanted to watch. I wanted hey, to. So I, I refuse to let Scottie Pippen try to, be, like, like to me, I just, but, the, with, with everything going on in the world, this is one of, the, this will be one of the most legitimate, Hardest things one of the, you know these guys have been put through. So I disagree. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Just yeah, like I Paul think... Pierce last week, <laughs> ask Guy Pimm this week. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Right, like like they're they're playing basketball. They're still competing. This is still the NBA. I understand it's For different, sure. but that doesn't mean that it's any less. In fact, I, like I said, we think it's harder. It's just it's just you and your skill now. There's no there's no bonus. Right. That, who can so. who, who can hoop? Who can't? Flat right. out. Um, now we'll move on to baseball. Baseball is not too much going on because the games haven't started yet. So, but we will go over what happened. Um, the wild card round is over. My Cardinals so, did lose, by the way. They were up 1-0. They lost the next two. Not, you know, crazy, but, you know, whatever. Um, Tampa Bay. So, Tampa Bay obviously beat the Blue Jays. So, Tampa Bay Rays are going to be playing the New York Yankees after the Yankees beat the Cleveland Indians in a 2-0. So, um, by the way. Every every series was a sweep except for the Cardinals, Padres, and the Oakland A's and the White Sox. So that was interesting. Um, the Houston Astros beat the Minnesota Twins, and they'll be playing the Oakland Athletics, which I'm glad they won because I did predict that, hoping said they were going to win. They beat the White Sox. So Rays, Yankees, and then Astros, A's. In the National League, we have the Dodgers who beat the Brewers 2-0. No surprise there. Who now will be playing the San Diego Padres. Tatis Jr. was woken up after losing Game One by good offense and. They beat the Cardinals, so it'll be Dodgers, Padres, and then we have Miami, who beat the Cubs 2-0. That was an upset there, our first upset, which, you know, baseball happens, I'm just saying, but it's the Miami Marlins. So Bryce will say something about that in just a minute. But then we have the Atlanta Braves, who beat the Cincinnati Reds 2-0, so it'll be Marlins, Braves. Bryce, baseball So, so a lot of these we kind of we saw, we kind of saw coming, right? Tampa Bay versus New York makes sense. Dodgers versus Padres makes sense. Braves advancing makes sense. But the Marlins, here they come. People forget the Marlins have only made the playoffs twice before. And, and, and let me not let me shout out. Both times they won the World Series. Both right. times the two so times you they cut me off just to say what I was gonna say. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Bryce. I didn't I don't know if you were just gonna roast. Okay. Bryce just let's start over. So what about the Marlins? <laughs> now before I was really interrupted, like Eric said, both times they won, both times with the playoffs, they won the World Series. So the Marlins, here they are, once again, in the playoffs, unexpectedly, about to make a run. Because even though the Braves are the way more talented team, it's not even close. They are the superior team. It would not surprise me. If because the Braves are a young team as well, outside of like Freddie Freeman and like Nick Markakis, right. the rest of the guys are pretty young. Freddie Acuna, Ozzy Albee, Danzy Swanson, so they're all pretty young. So it would not surprise me if they get upset by um, Miami. I'm still picking. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm I am going to pick the Marlins to win in five in that series. Wow, that's crazy. That, yeah, so now they're moving on to five games as well. I, I do want to say the Marlins. I know you said it, but I want people to make sure they get it twisted. Not just the second. This isn't the second time. Like, 
The Marlins have been in the playoffs, the actual bracket, twice and have won twice. Not like been in the World Series twice and won twice, like in the actual playoffs twice, and they won both times, which is, and both times have been something interesting. It's like like when they came back on seven runs against the Cubs, yeah, the ball incident. Yeah. Right, so so I'm just saying that they, they have something. I mean, now they're the Miami Marlins, not the Florida Marlins, so who knows if that took the magic away, but that will be interesting. I, I could see the Marlins winning that series. Um, I, I think the I want the A's to beat the Astros. I don't know because the A's are really good at first round exits. It's like their thing that they're good at. So especially against the Astros now, so we will keep an eye on that. I I think that I hope the A's can do it in five, and then the Yankees and the Rays. You start with that one. Yeah, it's pretty much going to come down to who who can dictate what first. Will the Yankees hitting dominate like like the Yankees did against the the Indians? Or will the pitching of the uh, Rays dominate like they did against the Blue Jays? Obviously, the Rays had their way with the Yankees in the regular season. They won the AL East. So this, so we we're not surprised by this matchup. These teams are very familiar with each other. They really don't like each other that all that much. But I am curious. Like I said, a lot of guys looked very good um, in this series against uh, for, for the Yankees. Like a lot of the Yankees bats came alive. So I don't know. Like. If My, it's me, go ahead. If it's me, because it's Yankee baseball, I pick the Yankees in five. Yankees in five, I can see that. I can see that. Um, Especially because I, was, I picked the Yankees to go to the World Series. So, okay, that's for that. Well, there you go. Um, I, you know what? I'm with you. I'm actually, I'm gonna go with the Yankees in five as well. But it would not surprise me if the Rays knocked them out in five. No, like but that. but but like you said, the bats are really moving. And I, I, to me, it is a pitching dominant game. That that's how the game. To me, if you're a pitcher, you control the game. But. I mean, there's a lot of good bats with Aaron. I mean, especially we all know Aaron Judge is just a monster. So I'm just, I think the Yankees bats, well, they have a lot of offensive yeah. weapons. Well, I yeah, G. Rochelle look good, You can list them off, yeah. So it'll be interesting there. Um, so that'll be a five. I mean, a lot of these look like five game series, to be honest. The A's is the only one that I want them to win, but I could see them losing in four. But yeah, then I the, but then the Dodgers and the LA, and the LA, oh, I'm sorry, the Dodgers and the Padres. If the if the Padres bats keep going at this rate, I could see it being a five game series, and I can see the Padres winning. Um, LA is looking really good. I don't believe in Creighton Kershaw. We will see. So because of Creighton Kershaw, I say Padres in five as well. Well, I'm going with the Dodgers in um, five. Uh, hopefully they get them in three. But I got the Dodgers in five. I think the Dodgers are just a better team. The Padres pitching is still suspect to me. Uh, it is. It is. It is. I'll give you that if, much. If one team can tee off on the other, it's going to be the Dodgers teeing off on the Padres. I don't really see the Padres just going eight like they did against the Cardinals against the Dodgers. I just don't see it happening. Um, but these are both two NL West teams. Obviously, Machado is very familiar with the Dodgers because he did play on the team and went to the World Series. So we all will see how that goes. But I'm going with the Dodgers in five. And, and that's really what we have for baseball. We'll get into it more, kind of like what we did with the NBA about you know the games and stuff once it gets closer. But the wild card round, and, and I don't mean this, I don't mean to be Scotty Pippen, but the wild card round to me wasn't as much baseball in playoff intensity as it was because one thing is this is new that it's eight seeded, but it was three games. You only have to win two, and a lot of teams, as you can see, went back to back games, and that was pretty much all they wrote. So I'm not trying. I'm not saying it because it's got you know this whole thing with the bubble. It's still baseball. I'm just saying the wild card round was really a new thing 
that haven't been around. And and it was as you can see, they made quick work of that within three days. So, but also there's a story that we kind of need to talk about as far as the Chicago Cubs, because with the Marlins winning, obviously they had to knock out somebody, knocked out the Cubs. This Cubs team, right? We we saw them win the World Series a couple years ago. They were young, Chris Bryant, Baez, Rizzo. You know what I'm saying? We thought, oh, Hayward. We thought this team was going to be the team of the future. They got all these young guys. And now here we are, 2020. You lose to the Marlins in in game three. You got you already got rid of Joe Madden. No, 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 so no, no, no. Game two. They lost game both games. Two, right. You, you, you got rid of um in a sweep, I'm sorry. You got rid of Joe Madden, so he's not the issue. You got you got the you got Ross who was there when you guys when you won the World Series as a player. I'm curious if you're if you're uh Bill Epstein, if you're the general manager, president of if you're the general manager of the Chicago Cubs, where do you go from here? You know what I'm saying? Like like right. like because you can't keep this team together. You can't. It's a wrap, it's done. So where do you go from here? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. And the thing that sucks is, I mean, I'm a Cardinal fan, so obviously I dislike the Cubs, you know, a lot. And, you know, it took them 107 years to win a World Series. I was hoping to go a lot longer. But, hey, you know, had to have it sometime, I guess. They're they're not looking good anymore. Like, like they could go back into some sort of drought. Now, I'm not saying 107-year World Series drought, but like you said, you, gotta keep, there's, you have to try to keep the team together the best you can and see what that goes off of. But... This this is a blow. Like any team, when they lose this odd, like any team that you're like, wow, they lost that series. Like that's that's not good. And you're thinking, it, you know, it's just one of those things. Like I'm afraid for the Bucks. They lost to the Heat. That was crazy. Um, you know, a lot of teams are afraid for you know the Clippers. They lost to the Nuggets. That's a big thing. Um, the, the the Cubs now lost to the Marlins. That's a, that's a yeah. Big but the difference between this Cubs team and, and no disrespect to those teams you just named, but this is a te- this is a championship team though. No, they won. I'm just saying, like in examples of what losing to teams that people did not think about now, what and especially a team that yes is winning, what that could be for the future. I, I I don't know enough about the Cubs. I like I said, I really dislike the Cubs. I don't I don't really pay attention to them because I dislike them. But I definitely think it'll be interesting to see their future now. I, I can't predict it yet. I want to. I want to wait and see, but it'll be interesting. I'm just. I'm just curious because they were. They were suspected to do so much right. and to achieve not as much as you know they underachieve, and especially when three out of your because people forget the, the Cardinals made the playoffs, right? right? The Brewers made the playoffs. The Reds made the playoffs. So it's not like they in some chump division. You are probably in one of the hardest, if not the hardest, division. In baseball, that's so it's four not like or five, or is that right, four, or four? Right, right. I mean, no offense, they all perform putrid. They all got knocked out, but still, you know, it's it's. I don't know. They may have to trade Chris Bryant. He's looked horrible these last couple seasons. Um, so it, it just it's, it sucks because I like you said we are Cardinals, like we're from St. Louis, so naturally we have a disdain for the Cubs. But it was kind of cool to see them win the World Series. You know what I mean? Still well, see, that's, a, that's why. That's why I know you see you're Bill Dodgers. Mary, that's why I know you see, you're a Dodgers fan because nobody thought it was that in St. Louis. You, I don't think. You see, Bill Mary. Wait, I'm always <laughs> happy when teams. I'm happy when people can just shut up and all right, they got the World Series away. <laughs> Plus, you see Bill. You see Bill Mary celebrate. You see Eddie Vedder, frontman of the Pearl, of Pearl Jam. You see him celebrate. You're like, all right, cool. You're like, I'm all. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. All right, you know. It wasn't like it wasn't like when the Red Sox won when they won it at our expense. You know, it was like all right, cool, the Cubs won, all right, but it just sucks, you know, because they, you know, they're good, they're good guys to root for. I'm a huge Javier Baez fan, um, so it it just it just sucks for them. And now we're gonna get onto a subject. I'm sorry, guys, that's all we wrote for baseball right now. But like I said, it will get more in depth. We're just 
waiting for the division series now because two games was not allowed to go off on two games. They won two games, like great. So no, no offense. I'm just saying, Bryce, would you agree? It's just two games. Now, now we're on to a, a little bit to me a more competitive uh, stance, and now we're gonna get to a subject we haven't talked about in a while: football. Uh, welcome back to the NFL Week Three. We're gonna go over a few games, and we're gonna start with the Bears and the Falcons. Matt Ryan lost again. Nick Foles what? is not. Why you say it like that? Like it was his fault. Okay, you're right. The Falcons lost again, unfortunately for Matt Ryan, because he's playing. He's he's playing great. He this balling. is the first. Yes, he is. This is the first time the Falcons have been 0-3 since 2007, so they've been doing okay. But um, it looks like the Jabisky up to the bench. Um, Nick Foles somehow just keeps popping back up on different teams and plays well. They won 30-26. to But like you said, man, it, it must be bad for Matt Ryan, really. Yeah, it's... It, it hurts it, me because I see him on all these different commercials as well, and I know his stat line. That's my thing, his stats. And, and it's like, you know, with these stats, you should be... Uh, a, de- a good team, not even a decent team. You should be a good team. Well, it sucks you only play one side of the ball. Um, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Falcons fan. I'm a Matt Ryan fan. He's so underrated. It's ridiculous. I thought you were um, Broncos fans. I'm, 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 I like multiple teams. Um, I don't have a home team. I don't. You're one, ain't no, you're one ain't of those. Ain't no Saint. Ain't no Saint. Ain't no Saint Louis team. So you're one whatever. Of those. Okay. Um. So like I said, I like I like Matt Ryan. I like Julio Jones. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. But it just sucks. Dan Quinn needs to be fired like yesterday. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what these dudes keep coming out and saying. Dan Quinn is supposed to be a defensive specialist. That's that's his niche. That's what he's supposed to be good at. And he's been good at everything but that sure. special teams. Everything has um, been coming out of the defensive loss. You know what I mean? That defense can't stop a nosebleed. And you're up on these teams, especially a, a Bears team. You're up on them. You got to be able to put the Bears away. And you let... Nick Foles come in and look like, you know, the second coming of Joe Montana. Like, come on now. Uh, very disappointing for the Falcons, especially when you're in a division with uh, Tom Brady and the, Buc- and the Buccaneers and Drew Brees and the Saints. You, you don't want to lose any ground. You start off 0-3. If they, I don't care what Arthur Blank says. If, Dan, if the Falcons lose the next game, Dan Quinn needs to be fired before entering the tunnel on the sideline. Like, before he even sniffs, walks into the tunnel, you know, walk, you know, off the sideline, he needs to get fired right there on the spot. Like, right there. Like, hey, fam, hey, you you go out the other way. Uh, it don't need for you to walk this direction. You're no longer part of this organization. I would fire him right there on the sideline. I'm not playing. Is that, is that a thing, Bryce? Like, you predicted Doc, well, not Doc hey, Rivers. Look. We, we both had Doc Rivers. But you picked, yeah, who did you pick? It was, um, who did you pick? Which you, guy? Said, you said before uh, Brett Monday. Brown? Brett Brown? Yeah, so so is, is this is this an official thing for the Falcons? Well, I, I thought they should have fired uh Dan Quinn last year, so I don't know what they waiting on. Okay. But yeah, but he, he needs to be if they lose one more time, he needs to be fired right there on the spot. But in the, but that's in the same vein in that game, the fall it's officially over. Mitch Trubisky will no longer at least for the foreseeable future, but we think it's probably for good. We think he's officially no longer the starter uh, for the Chicago Bears. I think that era is done, and man, did the Bears screw up that draft pick. Yeah, and and, and honestly, I do like Nick Foles. He's got a ring. He won them. That, he won the Eagles that ring. So I'm I, I don't hate Nick Foles. I think he's a great. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's overrated. I, I don't. I mean, he got a Super Bowl ring. 
Yeah, I mean, guys, there's a lot I of guys mean, that don't have rings. Trent Dilfer got a Super Bowl ring. Brad Johnson got a Super Bowl ring. Okay, but that, nobody, got a Super nobody Bowl picked ring. the Eagles. I mean, it's a list. Nobody picked it's the a long Eagles. List. They had it's Carson Wentz, who was injured, and they got it with their backup to win a Super Bowl. I'm just saying that nobody does that. That's not a thing, really. So I'm just saying. Oh, got, Jeff Hotstetler with the Giants. That's a thing. It's a couple like Doug Williams. It's a, that's a, a thing. Couple, that ain't no. It, right. There's ain't been, the first. There's ain't been the first like backup over, to win a Super Bowl. Over 50 Super Bowls, and it's happened a few times. Yeah, but it's happened. The precedent is there. Not like it's something we ain't never um, seen that before. No, I'm just saying, if you could tell me you picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl that year, then then I'll, I'll give it to you. But I don't think you did. Uh, it, it, from, did I? I probably did. No, 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 no. From the beginning of the playoffs, they had a good team. I'm just saying that I, team was clicking, I, I, and that's probably I, the best I don't team. See, I didn't see you going. Okay, I got the Eagles for the whole thing. No, that team was clicking. I didn't see the Patriots making the Super Bowl that year. That's what you asked me. I ain't, I didn't like them. <laughs> But yeah. I, you know, I was wrong there. Right. But like, yeah, but like, if you're if you're the Bears, right? If you're Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, and the crew, you something about that has to be. You have to be sick to your stomach. Like you drafted this dude, hoping that he would be. You know what I mean? Like the the future, because the Bears have never really had a legitimate I, I think franchise Mr. quarterback. And, uh, I think Mr. Bisky and, and uh, what's his name are gonna be good friends. Who's the Rams quarterback way back in the day? Which one? There's a bunch the of them. The one that didn't turn out well. The Rams had like five of those dudes. Which one? Uh, Sam Bradford? Sam Bradford. Uh, Mark Bolger? <laughs> like, like, what's the list? No, I just mean like the most recent one. I think him and Sam Bradford would be good friends, realizing, hey, this is what I was supposed to be, and it didn't turn out well. But if you're a Chicago Bears, like, just you, you could have drafted Jamal Adams. You didn't do that, right? You could have drafted Christian McCaffrey. You didn't do that. You could have drafted Patrick Mahomes. You didn't do that. You could have drafted Marshawn Lattimore. Okay, okay. I, I you could have drafted but, Desha- but, but, No, but. we're not done. You could have drafted Deshaun Watson. You didn't do that. You could have drafted Marlon Humphrey. You didn't do that. Like, you have to be sick to your stomach that oh, of all the guys you had to Yeah, trip- I, th- I thought you were trying to roast them. I'm like, Bryce, nobody knows how to pick a draft. You know what I mean? No, I'm just saying, but those... But, yeah. but, but, but you could have... Mitchell Bisky, his, his, his tape and his game coming out of North Carolina was not that much better than Patrick Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech. And the damn sure wasn't better... Then Deshaun Watson come out of, out of Clemson, a national champion. Like it was, it was a classic case of a team overthinking it. They moved heaven and earth just to get to that spot. Didn't even have to do that. And now look at you starting uh, Nick Foles. You're benching but yeah, Trent but, but you're but you're three and zero. So congratulations on that. Yeah, you are three and zero. But like, but you can't, so. but you can't get that. But 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 for all the money and effort I'm you put, saying, in, Bryce, you put into Trubisky, you blew it. Yeah, like you blew it. Like I Nick it, I, Nick I Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles is not a it's you everybody knows. One of the most important, not the most important position in sports, it's most likely the franchise quarterback. That's that's damn the most important okay. position in sports. And they don't have one. They don't have one. Okay, we're gonna move on from that now. And uh, obviously you can see Bryce is very passionate about that. And uh the Browns are the first time they've had this winning record now. They're two and one after being the Washington football team, thirty four twenty. Uh that's a good win for the Browns. Hopefully I I'm not gonna speak. I'm not gonna say anything on it, but I, I think everyone's trying to think this could be that year. Now we're gonna be good. So they're two and one. <laughs> not a lot to go off there, but I'm just saying this is um that that's a good offensive. That's a good offense. That's a good offense for a good defensive team. Thirty-four to twenty. That's a good win against a defensive team, especially the Washington football team's got a good defense. So um, you know things are looking interesting for the Browns. The the, the thing about the Browns that. The thing about the Browns that I I want them to establish this year is that they are not the bottom of the barrel. They're not a bad team, right? I want all the games, all the teams that they should beat, they need to beat. 
There needs to be a distinction between, okay, we're not in that, we're no longer in that tier. We're not in that Washington football, uh, Jacksonville, Jaguar, you know, Atlanta Falcon, unfortunately, as of right now. We're not in that, you know, tier, right? We're, you know, Detroit Lions, we're not in that tier. We're better than that. We're above that. So, it, hopefully, they build some momentum. They... And start to play a bit better in the in the run game. They got a tough game coming up against Dallas. Baker is starting to talk already. That makes me nervous. I call when Baker get to talking. He ain't been backing it up lately. You know what I'm saying? Brown just stick to the stick to the game plan. Hand the ball off into Chubb and and Kareem Hunt. Throw it if you have to. But other than that, you know, just just I'm happy for the Browns, but I am nervous because you know. You don't We've know what the Browns. We don't know. We've seen this happen. We don't know what the Browns. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting. All right. Next thing, um, Titans are three and zero, and they made now they now made the Vikings a one point win. That the Vikings are now zero and three. I've been having a great playoff, you know, performance last year, and looking like they could do some things. They're now zero and three. Um, sorry, Kirk Cousins. That doesn't look good for you. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, now you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody see this coming with the Vikings? Owen three, Owen three. You think just so. like you. You had that crazy. You had a great playoff uh, win. You last against the Saints, and and this is how you start the season. And people forget they that you traded Stephon Diggs right, and you extended Kirk Cousins in the off season. And this is what you have to show for it. So if I'm Minnesota, I'm worried because this season can get ugly for them real quick, real quick. Looks like it's already gotten there, but the Titans are. Three and zero for the first time since two thousand eight. So it's yeah, been twelve. So Titans, which I think we might have saw this after last year, realizing that last year was a just the, you know one of those, you know they didn't they could have performed better. And now they're three and zero. So I, well, I, you I, called it. You you did say that you like Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, uh, and and, and that, like I said, I, and I think their team is a lot better. I mean, you don't get to the conference championship beating the Ravens <laughs> and these other teams. You beat by being a bad Patriots, team. Right, hundred percent. Right. It's so like I said, and I said I like Ryan Tannehill. I understand that this is a running back team. But Tannehill does – I think people didn't give him enough credit for how well he did play last year. He, obviously, he wasn't the center. And, and yes, um, goodness gracious, please don't let me forget his name. Bryce, the running back. Derrick Henry. <laughs> My goodness, man. There's just there's too many names out there. My brother used to list them off, and I'm just trying to keep up with that. But Derrick Henry did play phenomenal. But Ryan Tannehill did have some good plays and did keep that team there as well. So, I'm just saying I like Ryan Tannehill. He's played well. Um and the Titans are three and zero, so I, I, I'm just saying I I, and, I I appreciate the credit, Bryce. And let's not forget they they play in a very winnable division. Cause let's keep it let's keep it real, bro. We know for a fact the Jaguars ain't gonna win nothing this year. I personally don't believe in the Indianapolis Colts of Phillip Rivers. The Texans look a mess. So the the Titans can kind of cruise again into the playoffs. So this could be a scary team coming. Right, forward. but they still got to play teams out their division, like the Vikings. Oh like, yeah, I mean like, sure. like like they beat the Vikings. That's a good win. So I mean obviously like but yes they they are in a weaker division. But I think their team is strong though because they they've been beating teams pretty well. Yeah, so. yeah. But, um, now let's move on to um, shout out to my Niners thirty six to nine with the Giants, but that's not a surprise. So not, nobody cares. And that, now, this next one we're going to talk about is the Bengals and the Eagles, and they tied. <sighs> I, I think we picked. I, I think we picked the Eagles to win. But Bryce, I, nobody can confirm this, but I really wanted to say on air, and I'm mad that I didn't. I go, right. I think this game might tie because it, it just seemed like like when two sucky teams play each other. Like it, 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 when I was in football back in the day, when I was like nine, ten years old, 
there's always those kids that are soft, you know, that they don't, the pads don't clack, you know, when they hit each other. And eventually, in, in the block, you know, one-on-one drill where you have to just hit each other, they, they face oh. each other. And, and literally, you just hear, like, the jerseys, like, fall down and, like, nobody hit it. Like, they run into each other and they both fall down and, like, you didn't hear anything. You're just like, what just happened? <laughs> like, like, you're supposed to hear pads clacking, like, not, yeah. like... They both like grab each other in like a weird way, and they both fall down. It's like what? And my coach would be like, "Are you kidding me?" That's what it's like. With that's that's what I felt like it was. Twenty three to twenty three, they tied. Went through two picks. Um, well, he has two interceptions in three straight games. So it's just one of those things. That I was just like, really okay. Like that's. Okay. I mean that I I didn't want to say, it, but it did happen. They tied. So, so it's th- this game was a tell of two things. It's a tell that. That Joe Burrow is 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 legit. You know, you're not gonna the day you're not you're not gonna blow out a Joe Burrow led uh, Bengals team. He's just not gonna let it happen. But Which, in the same, yeah. So the fact that they're 0 and two and one, but but at least it looks like things may be better for the Bengals. Obviously, one year is not gonna flip it around. But I do think you're right that at least he's as a rookie, he's showing. Look, like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to bring something to the team. The Bengals don't have a good squad. But it looks like at least for the quarterback that they might be getting some sort of position. Yeah, know, but but if you're the Eagles, what the what is going on? Carson Wentz just I'm a big Carson Wentz fan, and I, I he play he's playing putrid, he's playing horrible. He his target he's targeting all over the place. Nick Foles. No, no, I ain't going that far. Again, like I said, I think Nick Foles is overrated. Should have uh, kept Nick Foles. Nah, uh, nah, not for that price tag he was asking for. He's straight. He good. I think he made it. We'll see what he does in Chicago. He may implode like he did in Jacksonville. But anyway, it sucks. I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. It's not looking good. The the Carson Wentz contract ain't looking good. Remember, it was once a debate between Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Jared Goff is looking way better than Carson Wentz now, and it has been these last couple seasons. So. Man, if I'm Doug Peterson, if I'm up there in Philadelphia, the people up there, I, I'm worried. Uh, Howie Rose, I'm I'm definitely worried because, you know, what's going on? They're a banged up team. They hurt all over the place. I mean, at this point, it's it's like it's like it's like a. Uh, I know COVID's going around up there, but they also have the injury bug up there. Like I, I'd be afraid to drink water up there in Philadelphia because the guys are just going down left and right. But man, have they fallen off since winning that Super Bowl? Holy crap! That's funny. Um, now the Texans are 0 and 3, and the Steelers are 3 and 0. And I, and the reason I say that is because I did give the Steelers crap at the beginning of the year about that. You did. So um, I, I want to shout them out now. 3 and 0 for the first time since 2010. Big Ben, it's, a, it's bars right there. Um, Big Ben is still keeping it going. Big Ben balling. Uh, everybody, we all said the same thing about the Steelers was it didn't really matter what they did last year because the defense looked good. It always gonna come down to how Big Ben looked coming off that injury. When he's answered that question, he looks he look he's looked great. The Steelers are legit. They have a very real shot of. It's funny everybody picked the Ravens to just run away with the AFC North, like they were just gonna storm through the Steelers. The Steelers ain't got nothing to say about that. The Steelers have a very real shot of not only winning the AFC North above the Ravens. But of being the number one team to represent the AFC coming out this season, they have a very real possibility of being that. And it starts with Big Ben, who's looking like Big Ben. Um, another shout-out to another great quarterback, and these have been great quarterbacks. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson, of course. To me, to me and my dad, he's the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. Even yes, better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's um, he balling. He, he, they're 3-0. They just beat the Cowboys 38-31. Close game. Uh, I did, we did pick the Cowboys to win that game. Not Nothing against Russ, but Russ played well. 
he has now had 14 touchdown passes in the first three weeks, which he led the NFL last year. And I think only threw like three picks last year or four. And I think he's only got one so far. 14 touchdown passes in the first three weeks, which is a NFL record. So shout out to him for that. He Man, Russell Wilson, he was most people's MVP, uh, preseason MVP pick. And now we see why. He, he's killing it. He's balling it. Uh, but one thing I will say, and this is no disrespect to Russell Wilson or to the Seahawks at all, but come playoff time, if you ask me who I'm taking Seahawks over the Buccaneers, I'm taking the Bucks. You ask me if I'm taking the Seahawks or the Packers, I'm taking the Packers. You ask me if I'm taking the Seahawks or the Saints, I'm taking the Saints. Like, no offense. I know this is a fun story. What, 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 about, what about the Niners? What about the Niners? You, it depends on you guys' health situation right now. Okay. Um, you guys can, can get healthy. I mean, you guys just put D Ford on IR for crying out loud. I know you guys get George Kittle back. But if you guys can just get healthy, then maybe, yes, I, I can see picking the four nines over them. But no, not right now because you guys aren't are extremely banged up. But I, it's, Russ has to, he to me, has to do too much sometimes. You know what I mean? But but they are they are playing on all cylinders. DK Metcalf, even though he had that gaffe last week where he you know got the ball popped out before he scored the touchdown, it's looking great. Uh, Tyler Lockett is, is balling. Um, that secondary is still suspect. I know they got Jamal Adams back there, but I don't trust anybody else. But, hey, right now, the Seahawks are looking great. All right, Russell Wilson's playing great. And, re- really, that's all the time we have. Uh, I do want to say Chiefs beat the Ravens 34-20. Mahomes is the fastest quarterback in NFL history with 10,000 passing yards. Sheesh. You know, the Ravens, you know, 2-1. I mean, that was a tough loss. They didn't look that great. But, you know, we'll see what happens with them this next week. Yeah. But and also, shout out, shout out to Marlon Humphrey uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Their uh, corner, he just got ex- he's got an, an extension, a well-deserved extension. He's a beast. Shout out to him. And that'll wrap it up all the time we have today. Thank you for listening again. This is Straight from the Horse's Mouth. You heard it here first with Eric Radish and Bryce Holden. You can follow me at Eric2320 or on Facebook at Eric Bradley Radishell. You can follow me at Bryce Holden on Facebook or SFHM Podcast on Instagram. And we will see you here soon. Peace.